Futura of Radio. Futura of Radio. Radio. The future of radio. The future. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome back. Good <laughs> oh, morning. Nice, nice to, to see, see you. you. Welcome back. Oh, hello, ma'am. You oh, hello. look very nice today. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Good nice morning. to see you. Hello, Good morning. Nice to see you. Good morning. Hello. Welcome back. That's nice exactly to see you. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not doing it as fast though, because he had a pretty like steady. Well, pace it depends going. on who, who, who you were talking to. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, overall, it was uh, it was pretty impressive that he could keep it up that long. <gasps> The entire time. Like, I wonder if he just accidentally does it on his own when he's just out and about. Good morning. Welcome back. I mean, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, dude. Nice how, to see you. you. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back. Nice to see you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Craig Nibbler. He was Sarah X. Dillon. It's nice to see you. Thanks so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And we are back from the longest vacation that Fun Employment Radio has ever taken. It's been so long. Hands down. Um, which it was kind of nice. It's the longest vacation I've ever taken personally in at least eight years. And uh, it was great. We went on a cruise. Um, Sarah, myself, some of our friends went on a cruise. And uh, and it was It sounds it was so great. silly to say it because it's like... It does. It now that I know of, what it is, because I remember before we left, I, I had no idea what to expect. And now yeah. I know what it is. And it just it just feels funny to say. It feels weird to like, say. We were on a, on a cruise for you know, a week. Yeah, for a week. From uh, Friday, September 7th to Friday, September 14th. Sarah and I went on a cruise, and we wanted to talk about it today because there's so much that we learned from this trip. And did, and we just want to like tell you a little bit about this little, yeah, I don't know, this week in our lives. Yes, a week in, a week in our lives. It's a week unlike any week I have ever lived before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is really nice to be back, and thanks to everybody who listened to The Best Ofs. I understand, I just saw today that apparently there was an issue with one of The Best Ofs. Sorry about that. We'll... Uh, I don't know. Apparently, something got cut out on one of them, or oh. I don't know. Yeah, Who's we'll to say? we'll double check it. Um, but hopefully, most of those went up okay, and, and you all got to check those out. And so, thank you for doing that. It is awesome to be back here broadcasting again. So, for our Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club it. members, I missed it. You know, we're broadcasting live on YouTube right now, in addition to our live stream. And then, of course, the podcast will go up afterward. And this video will be in the archive for the Supporters Club members if you want to watch that. Uh, otherwise, just download the podcast like usual, which we really appreciate. Mm-hmm. That. But if you don't like want to watch us, I mean, you're going to be missing out on our sweet Alaska shirts that we are both wearing because we are. Nerds. Uh, yeah, I think mine, though, doesn't really have much on the front, so I don't think you can really see it. I've got one from That place from was Juno, pretty rad, though. From the Imperial Bar in Juneau, and Sarah's wearing one from the Totem Bar in Ketchikan, Alaska. And we'll talk about both those places yeah. here coming up, too. Well, let's, let's walk this through, because I think for a lot of people, they haven't gone on a cruise before. And obviously, you know, I've gone on one, but it was a long time ago, and so I don't really remember what, what went on with it. And Sarah had never been on one. We never. had our buddy Caleb in for our last live show where he talked about working on one. And uh, a lot of what he said apparently is true. Um, or Well, I mean, not that I disbelieved anything that he said, but we got confirmation from other people. We did. We, from, we heard from the source. From, from, because we got to meet a lot of, inter- from a lot crew of members interesting people along the way. So many. So maybe we should start it off. Like, it started off, you know, we were in Seattle. That's where the cruise left. And just I feel like it wasn't a grandiose introduction. Like, and now we travel to Seattle. And now we Washington. travel to Seattle in the great Pacific Northwest. <laughs> sitting in the Puget Sound. And the smells of fish on the waterfront. The train ever. The worst the train, train rides. You had a bad train ride? I had a bad train ride. Why? Because it was a bad train. Oh my God. The smells, the stuffiness. It was. 
So I, maybe we should say that. So we, so we both obviously traveled separately up there. Um, Sarah, I, we both took trains, but yeah. uh, I, I left a day later than Sarah did. So you took a train up to Seattle. I did. And stayed with your sister. Yes. And it was, um, and I know the name of the, so it was an Amtrak train, but it was one particular train because I've, and I've taken other Amtrak ones that aren't that bad. This one was awful. It was so hot. We were stuffed in there like sardines. Like it was smelly. It was long. It was, I mean, I'm not going to complain. It was it was fine. I mean, I think you got stuck on the same train I did. Mine wasn't that bad though, because I I just went to the uh, to the bar cart. Mine was okay. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just I couldn't get out, out of my cart. seat because there were so many people. Because I think they had oversold the thing, so it was packed. Plus, oh. I was surrounded by babies and old men, both of which couldn't control their bowels. And it was oh, a very boy. hot okay car. The AC wasn't working. Oh my goodness, it was just it was okay. a lot. All but, right, but I made it safe and sound. But there you did. You you made it. You made it out to Seattle. Yes. on the train. Yeah, no. When I get on those things, when I ride. Amtrak, like I, um, well, obviously, you know, there's Larry Amtrak. We can talk about that another time. But this, you know, I decided to uh, just go to the bar cart because there you've got a seat. It's like there's nobody really right next to you because they spread them out and they're like stationary seats so nobody can scoot in next to you. And you just sit there. Like I ordered a beer and drank it over like an hour huh. and just stared outside. Yeah. It was okay. my I was so overwhelmed. Was, I just wanted to stay oh, in man. my seat. That's the place to go because they keep that one cool too because the employees are in there and they have refrigeration. It's nice and cool. That's the, that's the trick. Go in there. Okay. All right. Good to know. But you got to sna- you got to snag a seat though. Okay. That's the problem. That's the other problem. You got to hover a little bit, and then once you get one, latch onto it and never let go. And never leave. And never leave. Does that have I to spent, go to the bathroom. You just hold it. <laughs> I spent two beers and two hours in there because I was like, all right, I clearly I have to have. <laughs> How a much beer. was it? Like twenty bucks? Uh, no, the beers were like seven bucks. Yeah. It worth every penny, not because of the beer, but because I got that seat. Like, and then I didn't have to go back to the. To the cart. It's like as long as I have a beer in front of me, I'm I'm in here. I'm drinking. Yep, you can't that get means me that out. You are. Yeah. You can't ask me to leave. You can't ask me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture you like grabbing onto the counter. You can't make. I me take leave. like one sip every like five <laughs> minutes. Like, yep, still drinking it. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't make me go. You can't make me go. So that that's how I got around that part. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, that was my train ride. But anyway, we start off in Seattle. You know, and that's that's where the cruise. So we collectively so met up in Seattle. Collectively met up, and we met up at a hotel. And then you have to take a you take a taxi to it. You can take an Uber or Lyft to the to it to the port where the cruise ships are, but they can't get as close as taxis can. Yeah. So of however, licensing. yeah. So know that for cruise ships, especially. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's for all of them, but I think it probably at least Port is. of Seattle is, and probably all of them. Yeah, Port of Seattle. Like, if you are getting an Uber or Lyft, they cannot take you all the way to the ship because they don't have the proper licensing. So you have to like. Lug it's all like another of your mile stuff. walk. Yeah, like because we saw people who had <laughs> made the mistake of getting that, and thankfully we had read up and saw that like you're, you need to get a registered right. taxi to take you to the thing, or else yeah. you're going to be having to carry your stuff for like a mile. Yeah, which you know ordinarily may not be that bad, but the price difference I think is pretty negligible. So it's just like, well, might as well get a taxi. It's one instance where taxis are are better. Uh, so yeah. so took that and we got there. And now I've been on one before. Now Sarah, I want to hear your reaction, like as. As oh we God. had it, when Sarah saw you heard me the in the, ship in the for cab. the first time. Yes. Yeah, I, I know, but let's... I it was so much bigger than I thought that it would ever... Like, I knew it would be big, but I could not stop looking at this thing. I mean, it just is like this monster in the ocean. It's just... It's a skyscraper. It's a skyscraper, but if you like... Like plunked, a thousand foot Like, long. put a pointy, like, made one side of it pointy and the other side kind of rounded at the back and, like, plopped it in the water. It was... So big, and there was not one but two ships that were leaving at the same time. So it was just just these two enormous water cities that are just sitting out in the bay. Like yeah, they are are cities. Yeah, they're water cities. Yeah, 
it was it, it's just overwhelming when you pull up and you feel so small and you see all like the billions of lifeboats which are mm-hmm. comforting but those are also huge and like all the balconies it's it's like looking at the side of a hotel because all on the, along the outside you know there are like hundreds of rooms with tiny little balconies mm-hmm. it's just bizarre so you do that so we got there got all of our stuff and i'm just sitting there with my mouth open so like, yeah so oh you, my god so you walk down the the dock and then you you go through a bunch of different checkpoints and there's there's screening and all that stuff and then you hand off your luggage at one point and then that's taken away from you and um and then you got to check in so that takes a while it takes probably about an hour or so to get through all that stuff and then you you get into a point where you're sitting there waiting in this giant room to get onto the ship mm. and finally they call your number although actually technically there was a bunch of us that kind of so so here's the thing. <laughs> yes, Greg. When you when you check in, you know, since there's thousands of people that are getting on this, they don't want you all rushing in at one time. They'll give you a number. That's supposed to be the time that you're supposed to board. It'll be like one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever they call the groups. The secret is they don't actually check those. They numbers. don't check those. They don't check those. So I think uh, I don't know, a couple of us had to group four, a couple of group six, and all us just like why don't we just go ahead and... And I didn't get it. Like, the guy didn't give me a group number, so I yeah. was playing like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm yeah. just going to go group one. Sure. I think yeah. that's what I'm going to be. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. So, the, you know, we had... There's a bunch of friends that went on this, but also the teal was found because of my family. So my family was on this cruise as well. And and so my mom was one of the ones leading the way for the, uh, like, oh, let's just go. Yeah, because she's done it. Like, go. she's been on a bunch yeah. of cruises. And she's just like... She knows the tricks of the like, trade. I'm like, I'm following her. I don't like, know what I'm... They're not going to check the number. Yeah. Let's just go. And so we went with the first group, and sure enough, they did not check the number. Nobody they checks. just don't want a, like a big rush. But people are so used to being like, nope, it's not much. They're so used yet. to like, following rules, and I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> let's, let's do it. So yeah, so we jumped in line, and we got on. And uh, and you walk on, and... So the first thing you see when you walk on is, well, they you know you have your card that they give you, which you're going to use all week for um, like buying drinks or purchases on the right. thing. Yeah, everything's everything's on this one card. It's your room key. It's your credit card. It's your account. Like you don't use cash. Like it's all on that. That card, card is your life, and you spend the yeah. next eight days paranoid that you're going to lose your card. All the oh time. yeah oh yeah 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 no it's it's a, it's a real important thing. Yeah. I'm taking a look here in the uh, in the <laughs> in our live chat for the Fun and Point Radio Supporters Club. Uh, so Greg comes. So Greg comes about his line jumping habits, honestly. Yeah, yes, that's, that's a nice way to say, yeah, he got cutting from his mom. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I mean, <laughs> it worked, nobody though. stopped us. I was grateful. I'm like, she's the grown-up, even though, you know, we're grown-ups. I'm like, <laughs> she's doing it. No, it's just like, we're all like, like we're okay, not, we're, we're going. Not, we're not going to wait for this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what's weird, well, since you're asking me about my first thing, what was weird is like, so you walk up this, um, I don't know, like this ramp thing, like this angled ramp, and everyone's kind of right, carrying their to get onto the ship. And then you have your card with you, and they scan you in. So they basically, you have a barcode, and they scan it on the card. Yeah. So they can tell when you get on and when you get off the ship. Yeah. And like Sarah said, that is your life. That card is your life. Like, y- losing that, I, you can lose it, but it's a really big deal to get a replacement. Yeah. And it's yeah. terrible. Like, I didn't, you don't want to deal with it. You want to go under no, the radar. they stress it very yeah, much. Yeah, you want to be under that. So, yeah. um they get on, and then the first person I noticed was uh, who we came to find out throughout the cruise and all the videos that we saw was the uh, cruise ship director. Yeah, and he's sitting there. So he's the guy in charge of all the entertainment. Yes, and so and he is also very, who a lot. He yeah. is. Uh, so you walk. So I'm like kind of nervous. It feels like the first day of school. So I like have my stuff and I don't know what I'm doing uh-huh. and I'm trying to pretend like I do. And he's like, "Welcome aboard! Welcome aboard!" I'm like, "Oh Jesus, who is that guy?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, that's a lot. And the first thing that you notice too is that everybody has bags of hand sanitizer. Yes. 
It is hand sanitizer is huge on the ship. Everywhere. There's people whose job is just to walk around with a giant thing of it and squirt it into your hands, like everywhere you go. And Which, it. I'm glad they have that. Yeah. So it's like basically they're holding like what looks like a round hot water bottle. It's like a Boda bag almost. Yeah, like yeah, and then they just it has a pump on the thing and they'll be like, whatever day like time of the day it is, because people are from like all different countries and speak all different languages. Tell their good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good yeah. night. Yeah, like it's yeah. just just that one thing, and they stick out the bag, and you stick out your hands, and then you yeah, do yeah. The so Purell. lots of Purell that's going on on that thing. It's I everywhere. Think it was, I think it was Purell, wasn't it? That was the oh, sponsor. Yeah. yeah, because because they have their name everywhere, everywhere on all those things, little stands everywhere, which is probably good. It's probably good. So there's um, so there's there's that, and then you walk on, and they hand you champagne when you walk onto this thing, and I think this is probably the same for any cruise, like you just flutes of champagne. And and wine and like there was a couple other things, maybe yeah. a mimosa or something like that. And you so you grab those and then it's instantly it's like, oh my god, this is kind of overwhelming because you forget how nice it is on the inside. Like, uh, and it's if you've never seen it, you didn't know how nice it would be on the inside. No, and it's it's basically like walking into a high end like Vegas hotel. Yeah, like a Vegas resort hotel. Yeah, um, you know where it's. Everything's really nice. At least the facade is really nice. And I think it actually is pretty pretty nice stuff in there. And so you're standing there like, okay, what do we do? Well, what you do is you drink your champagne and then get another one. But then after that, then uh, we were like uh, – because the thing is you can't go to your rooms until like later on in the day because they prepare your rooms. They bring your luggage there for you and then your room will be ready. So you have like several hours mm-hmm. where there's nothing to do except wander around this ship and the bars are open and – so what do you do? And you, you have to, your magic card. You have your you, magic card. If you purchase the package. And the be, the beverage package is well worth it if you're ever going to do one. It's well you if you're going to do any amount of drinking, even light drinking cuz cuz if you don't have that, you have to pay for the drinks and they're like 10 bucks a piece versus you can take care of that in like five drinks. <laughs> like yeah. like and if you're thinking covered. about all day long, then you're then it's all covered and yeah. you don't have to. I mean, yeah. cuz that way you just give someone your card and like a, you know, like we we all tipped. Because like well, we, yeah, yeah, you bring some extra dollars yeah. just to tip the bartenders. You just know. all you have to worry about is carrying around your card. Like it starts to get weird because you don't even think about your wallet because all you need is the card and like yeah. all I, I would have is like my card in one pocket and like a bunch of one dollar bills in the other pocket and then yeah and then just leave and then just wander around right yeah and so we got on there and we you know went up to the top and you just take a look at everything and there's pools and there's a casino and there's a tree growing inside like suspended like. Like ten floors up in the over the entire the week, I never lost interest in that tree. Yeah, that was it's pretty weird. Fascinating because what it is, it's like an open chamber in the middle of the ship. Yeah, where there where are the all these like are. there are different elevators and they're all like clear, so you can see everything going on. Um, so there's one on one side, one on the other, and in the middle of it, there's this big space where you can look down and see like this grand staircase area. Uh, over the week, like a lot of like performers would be down there, like musicians yeah. singing. Um, and all the like the balconies were open, so you could see like where the casino was, where the library was, where all these things. And then in the middle of it, on these like metal things, was just like this giant, beautiful tree in the middle of all like the, an actual a, living tree, a living tree, like floating mid air, suspended, yeah. suspended <laughs> mid air. Like it was the most magical thing I've ever seen. It's still like I, every time I would we'd be up and down the elevator, I'd just be looking at the tree. Like, it was pretty unnatural. It it, it seems it like it seemed like something out of Harry Potter or something. Yeah, it was very. Peculiar and beautiful. It yeah, was, it was real cool. Yeah, and you walk around, you know, and there's just there's these bars and casinos, and uh, you know the casino, like I said, and like restaurants, and it's, it's so much. It's really overwhelming. It's it's really overwhelming at first. And lots of pools and hot tubs and 
different rooms. I mean, it takes a long time just to explore the whole ship. And then there's uh, giant things at the front and the back that are just like viewing areas that have a bar in there too. But, you mm. know, it's like all windows. So you can sit there and, and view everything. So we kind of ended up doing that. And um, <laughs> Doug just said that is literally proof that science is real, that, <laughs> that the tree was growing there. Yeah. Uh, John is asking, did Greg do the king of the world thing? No. Uh, somebody else in here did that. So... It wasn't Who me. Who would that be? It wasn't me. <laughs> so, um, so, so you're wandering around, and we ended up sitting in this, uh, in like the, one of the viewing areas for a while, and just having some drinks there, and uh, and waited for the rooms. Then you go to the room, and the rooms were nice. They were. They're, they're very nice. Yeah. And and you know we got to get. I mean, deal I live in a those, studio but... apartment, so I'm very used to like staying in tiny places. So it didn't seem small at all to me. It's a nice apartment, and <laughs> essentially is what it is. And uh, and you have balconies, and so you have your own balcony. That you can sit on and overlook. I mean, it was. This is a pretty luxurious. Like I haven't gone on this kind of a thing in a long, long no, time, if ever. You know, this kind of where you feel like you're fancy. Yeah, feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt fancy. I remember when I first went into my room, um, like looking at the thing. Like it's really pretty, but I think um, yeah, we were all on the same floor, so we were yeah. like, we were on like the tenth floor. Yeah. And so you look out, but I mean, also I'm kind of afraid of heights. So at first, it really took me a while to get used to. The balcony and like knowing uh-huh. that that was right outside of my door, and then I was so afraid I was going to fall off. Even that night, that first night I was there, I had nightmares that I was stuck in like some, um, it was some sort of like game show where I was stuck on the side of a cliff and trying not to fall off the whole time. And I think it was because I was I could feel like the swaying back and forth, uh-huh. and also I just had a fear I was going to fall off the balcony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is funny. I mean, it, you can you can feel it swaying. Uh, once you get out to sea. So, yeah, so you're doing that, and then, you know, it sets off, and there's the giant horn, and you're in your room, and then um, and then from there, I think, I'm trying to remember what we did that day. I think we just went back out and checked out some more bars, and then you start meeting other people as well. Is this the first or second day? Well, still talking about that first day. You know, we're kind of running around, because we ended up uh, hanging out and talking to this, because um, there's people from all over the world that are both working on the ship, and then that are both, both on the ship. And we ended up meeting this uh, Swedish couple that... Um, the Swedes. The Swedes that we called them. What was their name? Johnny and... Um, Tommy and Tommy. Justine. Tommy and Justine. Yes. And uh, Tommy and Justine. And they were... She didn't speak very much English. He spoke a little bit of English. But we all just kind of hung out and, you know, ended up chatting as I much mean, there as is, we could. It's, that's what you kind of get used to. There's, there's a language barrier a oh, lot yeah. of the time. It takes a little longer for a conversation to It happen. does. But, you know, everyone kind of has patience and you just yeah. kind of work it out. And you make the conversations. It also kind of makes it nice because the conversations become very simple. Like, yes. what kind of beer are you drinking? Oh, how many? And then make a joke <laughs> about drinking. And then, you know, oh, uh, whales. Like, oh, yes, yes, there are whales. It does. Yeah. It really does simplify yeah, it. Yeah, it makes it <laughs> – you don't have to worry about anything too complicated with that. So that that was kind of fun. And we ended up hanging out with them for a while. And night went on. Um, at one point – because my brother was on this thing as well. And I think a lot of people went to bed. My brother I and went I decided to, bed to stay or, up. Yeah, I went to bed. I'm like, I have had too much excitement for one day. <laughs> I'm going to get ready for tomorrow. Well, we, we stayed up, and we ended up going to one of the bars at night. And um, there was an ABBA cover band that was playing was one of the entertainment things. So that's the other thing. There's, like, entertainment at all hours of the day, whether it's bands, music, and we'll talk about some of the big performances, And there are different too. theaters and things. Theaters, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and so we went to this ABBA cover thing, and it's at this point where Jeff and I are there, and you know we have our group of friends, but at the, that weren't there with us at that point, and we're like, "Huh, everybody on here, you know, we're not we're not spring chickens. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm like, 
I think we're the youngest people in this room right now. <laughs> and that's when we realized it's a lot of old people on an Alaska cruise. Oh, yeah. oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that because it actually makes the young people easier to find. Yeah. That's how we made it. And then- <laughs> well, it became we're the young people because the, on the one I went on before, you know, I was 20 years old. I would have considered myself at this age, oh, like ancient. There's no oh, way I would have so been anywhere ancient. around us. Yes. But there wasn't that group on here. There wasn't really like, or at least not that I ever saw, like the... A younger, like, I don't know, anybody, anybody under 45? So, so, and there's nothing, again, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it was, it was interesting to see that, you know, Jeff and I were like the young people in the room. So um, we watched the ABBA cover band for a while. You know, it would, they were very good. What's interesting, though, is that, like, the same singer of, like, the ABBA cover band is also, like, the singer for, like, 17 yeah. other different it things. Turns out on. she's the singer that they just, because you see her, like, all day long singing in different bands all over the cruise. And then you start to, like, recognize their voice. I'm like, wait, that sounds like the same lady who was singing like this, who was singing this. Like, no, that's Abba this. Girl. No, that's 90s Hits Girl. Oh, no, no, it's all the same girl. That's the girl who's singing out next to the pool and doing acoustic covers. Yep. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's all her. <laughs> yeah, it's all that same girl. So, so anyway, that was kind of interesting, though, just to see some of that different stuff. So let's, the next day, we were at sea. And that's it. They just call it day two at sea, and you get this little planner in your that comes in your room, and it's just like it's a printed out piece of paper. And it's new every day. Yeah, and it tells you what's going on that day on the cruise. It's pretty interesting. Dinner. It tells you all the activities that are going on. What um, you know, like what time, um, like sunset, sunrise mm-hmm. is, like what the temperature is going to be, where, like what things are due, to, um, what they recommend you to do the next day when we're at port. Right. Like it's, yeah, plan I ahead. found it really interesting. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this because you know you have no cell service. You have no internet service, so it's not even like you can just go on a, a, a website and look at it. You, that's not an option. You have so no internet. Paper actually is important because you hold on to that thing, so that way you can always refer. And to that it. was the other thing too, like um, that I wish we would have thought of is bringing like walkie talkies or something. Yeah, I did see people with those. Yeah, which was genius. So if you are going on a cruise, may I suggest to you, if you're not going to buy an internet package, which I'm sure that you probably won't because they're like oh, two hundred dollars a day, um, more than that, I think maybe for the day. Get if you're going with a group of friends. My biggest suggestion is bring like a walkie-talkie or something, and some kind of system because you, we kept losing people. Like we, yeah. you want to meet up with someone, and then they say they're going to be, you know, at a bar at the casino, and then once you get there and you can't find them, that's it. There's nothing you can do except for go to your room and like hope that Wait. maybe they'll come back, <laughs> yeah, or wander the ship and hope you'll bump into. I mean, them. you know, most likely they're on the ship somewhere, somewhere, but, but it's a huge but, ship. But where, yeah. So and the I guess ti- we talk timing about is like everything. There were. 14 floors that we, well, technically 16, but really like 14 to 15 floors that you interact on where there's something going on on each one of those floors. And this is, you know, a thousand plus foot long ship. I don't know how long it is. I mean, forever. Yes. And, then, you know, it's it's huge. So there is a lot of space on there and a lot, and you can get lost. And there's lots of people I'm sure we never even ended up seeing. Um, oh, Dex. Yeah, okay, Dex, fine. But whatever. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, though, because it feels like you're in a resort. It feels like you're in a resort. So you forget that you're on a ship. And it does feel like it's floors and not decks. Um, so anyway, day two, you know, we're at sea. And uh, at that point, you know, we're like, let's go in the, go in the hot tubs. Yeah. There's hot tubs on there. Um, because I wanted to go swimming, but it was like, uh, you know, it's, we're out in the open sea. It was a, it was a little cold. Yeah. There's yeah. one. There's an inside pool, but it was also like riddled with. A lot of really old people. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, they have an inside like solarium thing. So, so we went out and sat in the rain and in the hot tub. You know, we're from the Northwest; it didn't bother us that much. And, um, and and you know, you, you do that, you wander around all day, and we just kind of did a bunch of exploring on that second mm. day. And ended up meeting a couple of people 
uh, that day. Was that? Uh... I think we we met. So at at that point, like you're still familiarizing yourself with everything, and, and you you're start trying to, to find out, like, figure out what your bar is because there are lots right. of them. And you you kind of there's need like to a find martini your... bar. There's a oh god, I mean, there's All just different... every every anything you can think of. They've got some kind of yeah. There's like a it. wine cellar bar. There was a, a like a beer bar, a fancy um... tequila bar. Yeah, um, well, or high end. Liquor bar. Mm. Um, yeah, all kinds of different things. And we ended up finding ours that day, which was the bar at the very back of the boat, which is just kind of fitting. So, yes. We, which they called <laughs> the Sunset Bar. And I don't think a lot of people knew about it. It's on the very top floor in the very back. And we kind of went back there and started hanging out. And we're like, all right, this is kind of cool. This place like, is pretty not, cool. Not that many people were showing up back there. There's real grass. Growing There's out there, real grass growing on the ship, which was also kind of weird. It was, yeah, the tree and real grass. I'm like, what is going There's on? There's an here? outdoor movie theater that's right next to that place too, yeah. with a giant uh, screen that just and a and a huge grass lawn that you sit on with like pillows laid out so you can just like sit there and watch the it's movies. Surreal. It's, it's just bizarre. surreal. Yeah. And so you're watching that, you know, under the open air. We're watching like Black Panther or something, and and so this is all back at this. This bar, and then you start talking to, start getting to know some of the bartenders. And one of the key things I think also that Sarah touched on earlier that it's important to do is bring some ones and throw down an extra dollar. You know, when you order a group of drinks, just throw down an extra buck. Now they're getting tipped already, uh, at least on the drink packages, but not that much. But well, I mean, whatever. That's part of the package. Yeah. Technically, you don't have. They're they're getting like twenty percent, but you want to tip a little bit more anyway. And I mean, that makes it. I mean, that way they have some like cash in hand, and Mm -hmm. then you know you're remembered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good for them. It's an extra buck, you know, and uh, and yeah, they make some extra money, and they do remember you. They do remember you. And so that's when, when a, you start making some friends and getting yep. extra service. And when there's a big line of rude people in front of you asking for like sixteen blended drinks, and they will look around them and be like, "Sada, what what would you like?" I'm yeah. like, Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you go straight to the front. It is absolutely worth it. I mean, I'd recommend that for anywhere. Just an extra dollar. You know, yeah. just throw that down, and it's it makes a world of difference for them, and uh, and it helps you out too. It's a, it's a win win, a win win situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So we we did that, um, and then for the dinners, this is what we were talked about before. So it's funny now experiencing this after we talked about this previously on other episodes. But there, you you have options of going to a giant buffet, which we'll talk about the buffet here in a minute, which is oh, insanity. Uh, or there is a formal dinner, and this is all included with just with your regular cruise package. You have the option, and for the formal dinner, you can actually sit. It's a sit-down thing where you sit down at a table. You have weird. service. You have different courses. They have, like, wine recommendations, and they're, again, all covered in the package. I'm like, I'm not used to looking at a menu and being able to pick anything that I want. No, you instantly go to, like, what's I the want. cheapest one? That's exactly it. And, like, for the appetizers, like, you don't have to pick just one. It was crazy. So you get like this big I fancy. I remember Sarah, that was the biggest thing. I was she's like, so can I get ex- two appetizers? Yeah, because I wanted the Caesar salad. And then there was like some sort of like puff pastry pesto thing. I'm like, I don't know which one to get. And the person was just like, you could get both if you want. I'm like, <laughs> I want both. And the salmon. And, and Pinot Noir. And I don't know what. It was just so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it's, I mean, imagine being able to look at, I don't know, maybe this is, uh, other people can do this, but I mean. For people who, you know, when you go out, you're on a slightly limp, on a budget. You don't make a ton of money in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, don't ruin the, Sorry, the image. Shock. Don't burst the bubble. 
but it was just, it was crazy to just be able to look and pick anything yeah. that you wanted. I felt like I was in Pretty Woman or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But with food. Yeah, and less prostitution. <laughs> and, <yes>. so, <laughs> so I like how you didn't say no prostitution. Uh, less, you said less. Less prostitution. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, you know, we had the formal dinner. That was, that was actually pretty cool. Um, I was so nervous the entire time I was going to spill something. I did not want to spill something on myself in front of everyone. And I, I made it through. I made it through. Because that was my worst fear is I had, like, gray slacks. And I'm like, okay, if I spill wine on this, that's it. I have to, I have to wear these with wine on them for the rest of the cruise. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. You can't really, I guess, wash. I mean, I guess you could, but I didn't want to pay extra for that. So, yeah, I would have just walked around with wine on my pants. Like, yeah, yeah there goes old, old wine. Griggy wine there pants. goes wine pants. Um, but that didn't happen. So, so that's just the day, the second day, second day at sea, and then the third day. So at sea means like we don't get off the boat at all. Yeah, it's just like we're just traveling. You just you just spend the day on the boat, which I was kind of like that sounds. When you hear at sea, I'm like, oh, we're just going to be on the boat for a day. But right, we're on the boat for a day. I mean, there's so much to do. Yeah, it's it yeah, just then, goes by so fast. Right, because you think, oh, I'm going to get claustrophobic. Like, this is uh, just stuck in this boat, and like there's nothing to. Do and you're just looking at the ocean, like you pass by a couple of islands, but then you're just out on open ocean. And, um, but yeah, it's so big, there's so much to do. That also, may I just it. recommend I don't know if you saw this in your room, Greg, but um, the top movies, so you have a limited amount of movies that they have, um, that they offer you. Oh, yeah, that are because free because you don't, yeah, that are yeah. free because you don't really get a lot of chat, like you get like maybe eight channels, but they're all like pre programmed, and then they all yeah. just have like commercials for the cruise between them instead of just regular yeah, commercials. I don't think it's live television, I think it's like, no, I think it's all like pre recorded, yeah. Um, but they do have movies that they have like you know, eight movies that they have saved for on demand. And of course, the top one, because we're on a cruise in the middle of the ocean, was Adrift. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. It was Adrift. Adrift is the one. And that was the only one I could get to work. So I'm sitting in my room watching fucking Adrift. Yeah. And if you don't know what Adrift is, it's the movie about the couple that goes sailing, sailing around the ocean or around the world or something. And then they, anyway, they get hit by a big a storm. And their boat goes out of commission, and like, and she's stuck he's in the middle of the ocean. Or, I, don't know. I, yeah. I, I never watched the end of it, so I don't know exactly what happens. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and I couldn't get any it of the is other. Pretty funny that they put that one on. I couldn't get any of the other movies to work, so I was just sitting in my room watching a drift as I was getting ready. I'm like, okay, <laughs> is this like a bad sign or a good sign? I don't know. Yeah, because it does get rocking. Like it, the boat is. This boat's rocking. I mean, it really does, though. It rocks back and forth. Like, you can feel it. And it's funny, like, walking down a hallway, because you'll see everybody just all of a sudden shift to the left, shift to the right, shift to the left, shift to the right as you're going down it. Yeah, because you kind of waddle. But it's, it's also, I thought I was going to probably feel more seasick than I did. I yeah. didn't feel bad at all. Like, if anything, like, it lulls you to sleep a little bit, the rocking back and forth. I think that lulling for some is throwing up for others. <laughs> because there were definitely some people not dealing with it. And they have bags. Specifically for it, so you just see these people sitting down with their bags, like oh, I felt so sorry for the bag them. people. Stay away from them. Well, not stay away. I feel sorry for them. Why stay away from them? Because I mean, at any point they could be. Uh, what they're going to like explode? Yeah, exactly. They have the bags. They're yeah, fine. but what if they don't get the bag up quick enough? I'd rather just leave them to their own business. Well, I feel sorry for them because they, you know, wanted to be on a cruise and instead they're throwing up in a I plastic know, it does bag. Suck. Oh that no, sucks. I feel bad for them. I still don't yeah, want to. And there's nowhere to go to get away from that. No. No. Like, it's not like they can step off of the boat. They just have to work through it. Nope. <laughs> you are on there. Uh, so, so yeah, so the second day, anyway, you know, at sea, and then the third day is when we first went to a port. And this was our first stop, and we went to Ketchikan. 
which Ketchikan, Alaska, an isle, it's on an island um, in the, you know, the Alaskan panhandle. Just for, for anybody, I guess, to, to reference where we were going to explain, too, we weren't going to, like, Anchorage or anything like that. For Alaska, Anchorage is very, very far north. Um, you fly in Anchorage. I think there are some cruise ships that go there. Which but... I had no idea because we've been to Anchorage, and I thought that Anchorage was below where we went. I didn't realize how far <laughs> I didn't we had know. gone to Anchorage. Really? Oh, yeah. No, Anchorage is very far north. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anchorage, Alaska is on, like, the main mainland Alaska. This is still, this is the panhandle that dips down, you know, on the Pacific coast and, and basically borders BC for pretty much the entire thing. Maybe, maybe like the Yukon a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it borders BC. So it's a long, long stretch of land. I mean, it is, Alaska is enormous. I mean, it is really enormous. It is. I didn't, I, I still can't comprehend how big it is because I yeah. feel like I've seen some of it, but I've only seen like what, like, one percent of Alaska. You've hardly seen anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, most people won't ever. I mean, it's. I mean, it's so big. There's no way you can see that much of it. But you have been to. You have been to a lot of the big cities, though. At this point, which are, you know, not very big, but mm-hmm. for Alaska, big cities. So yeah. So you're going to Ketchikan, and um, and the boat docks like right in downtown Ketchikan, Alaska. Like you oh, look out the window and boom, there it is. It was just right there, and so you. Uh, you walk out of the boat, you know, and you, you scan your card, and it's like, boom, then you're just let loose in downtown Ketchikan, Alaska. Yeah. And there's other cruise ships that are there, too. And I I know, like myself, I never wanted to be one of those cruise ship people. But, hey, you just got to roll with it. You just got to embrace it. It's I like, mean, that's the only way you're going to get to some of these remote places. It is, because that's the thing. It's like, how often are you going to – because you can you can only fly in or boat in to these places that we went, um, other than Skagway. But the rest of them, that's the only way to get there. Mm-hmm. And – and so it's like, and it's very expensive So to just go there on your own. So this is, it actually is a really good way to see some of these places. So Ketchikan is this old fishing town. Um, it looked a lot to me like Astoria. If you've been to Astoria, yeah, Oregon, a, it has this. Kind of a be- coastal It has this beautiful coastal, like almost um, ethereal spooky, like, I don't know, it was like damp and pretty and. What do you mean ethereal spooky? Like it, it bad things kinda, happen there? No, no, it just feels kind of like. <laughs> I know because it's like a Native American land. Like it's very like predominantly so, wasn't it? With all like the totems and like all the like the fishing village um, and everything. Well, that's certainly yeah an influence. But I mean, yeah. it just it just feels like mm-hmm. a magical place. Like when you go yeah. there, I don't. It just it felt special. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And yeah. one of the first things you notice too is there's you know a river that goes right through town, and uh, the salmon were spawning at this point. And I didn't realize because you've never seen this kind of thing before when nope. salmon are spawning. It's a lot of dead fish. It is, is the grossest <laughs> thing. So we walked through downtown, and there's, like, all these, like, paths you can take. And so there's one you could go, what is it, the fish ladder? Is that what it is? Uh, there was a fish ladder. Yeah, yeah so you but... just walk along this river, and you. but there were, like, little stores and stuff before there. And But the first thing I noticed when we looked down at the river was, yeah, there were, like, fish bodies everywhere. Like, giant dead salmon everywhere. And you can smell them, too. And you can smell them <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't think I was ever going to be able to eat salmon again after that. Just, I mean, it's uh, it's unreal. And they're they're alive ones swimming. Yeah. There are huge live salmon in the river. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of dead fish. There are a lot of dead fish. But yeah, then just whole schools of salmon. You know, waiting at certain points, they can look in. I mean, you could just walk in and pick them up because there's so many of That's them. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. I've seen that a couple of times in other parts of Alaska where I've where I've seen that before. I mean, obviously you can see it. 
places other than Alaska, but this is just right in town. It's like you don't have to go anywhere. You're just walking through towns like, oh, I mean, salmon run. You know, and coming from, you know, a place where we pay a lot of money for salmon, you know, like most places, it's funny just to be like, look at all that expensive dead salmon that's just laying right there. (laughs) I mean, it's just hundreds of them lining like along the shores. Oh, because they try to like jump and some of them got stuck on rocks and... That was weird. Yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of interesting, just walking through there. And then in Ketchikan, you know, we went to they have a museum, a totem museum, because that's what we were referencing with the Native American things. Like the the totem totem poles are a big thing there. Oh, and uh, the museum was really cool. Yeah, actually, I would recommend going there. Like it's it's just a, about totems. Um, so it was really cool. But then, uh, oh, here it is. It was the. Totem Heritage Center. Totem Heritage Center. <laughs> All right, so I that's in Ketchikan, Alaska. Things, yeah. So you go there to that, and then we were like, you know what? Might be time for a bar. And so since I, I, we have some friends that are actually from there, and I talked to them before I went up, and I was like, okay, what, are, what do you recommend that we go check out when we're in Ketchikan? And, of course, they just listed a bunch of bars. So that's what we did. <laughs> and we went to this one called the Arctic Bar, and this place was very Alaska-y. It's a small bar in downtown Ketchikan, and it's owned by this woman named Paula, who is – I don't know how old Paula is. She's, Paula she's an older lady. Paula could be like 1,000. Who knows? She could be 1,000. She could be 70. I don't know. Um, but she is one of the crassest ladies that you will ever encounter in, like, in the best way possible, like just constant strings of profanity. So Paula – works she still works there at this bar it's like a small bar you know everything's wood you walk in um oh yeah we'll talk about the bear thing too but you walk in and you just kind of sit down at this bar everybody's just throwing out well where the fuck is the chowder for today i don't know where the fuck the chowder is oh my god just constant like like when we went to the birdhouse in anchorage and we met uh, wanda i thought that she was the sassiest older alaskan bartender that i've ever met Paula wins. Paula was awesome. Paula was – I couldn't even believe what was coming out of her mouth. Like, yeah. it was just Like, things amazing. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say these things. Yeah. Like, around, like, like – oh, I thought it was fucking clam cheddar today, motherfucker. <laughs> and now it's like, shit is Sam. I'm like, what? And we're just all sitting there with our beers like, what is going on? <laughs> so she's awesome. She was so cool. And part of their shirts that they had made uh, – what did it say? The – Oh, ahoy, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's their slogan for this place, those. ahoy, motherfucker. So, <laughs> so that. And they had like bumper stickers. There's bumper stickers and, and all kinds of things. Oh, and they yeah. had that weird um, bear. Well, yeah, I'll talk about that here in a second, too. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, well, yeah, maybe we should just talk about that. So, Arctic Bar, very cool, very Alaska y, definitely a place to go. Their logo is a bear humping something humping another bear is that what it is yes yeah it's two bears humping that's that's the logo for it yeah because i wanted to buy a shirt there but i'm like i don't want bears humping on my shirt yeah i know that was the thing it's like uh, (laughs) i don't know if i want to wear that one well then the other thing is they have a statue Uh uh-huh of the back half of a bear with uh giant gold balls on the bear and i'd had a couple of drinks and my brother kept trying to get me to take a picture of it and uh, I was like, no. And he's like, I'll give you $10. I was like, no, $20. Give me $20. I'll take a picture. Oh, the hardcore oh, nibbler really negotiators. I really, in hindsight, the $20 was not worth it. But I did take a picture with it. We'll attach that picture to this episode no, of Unemployment Radio. Yes, we will. It'll live forever. You got your $20. I, do, I am holding the $20 in the picture. So, yeah, you got me into it looks that. looks like you're getting ready to tip the bear for playing with its balls. That's not, no, that's supposed to imply that I was paid $20. Oh, that's not what I got. 
Then we're not posting that picture. I'm just kidding. We're not posting oh that God. picture. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and then we ended up going, um, finding a bunch of uh, different places, and we ended up going to the shirt that I'm wearing today, which is the Totem Bar. Yeah. Which was really cool. Just old man, old timey bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was yeah, some fun it was ones. Cool. It was just, it, it's yeah, a neat little port town. Yeah. It, it is a really cool town. Like, I could see spending a couple of days there. Um, but so, so the way it works out is, you know, since you're on the uh, cruise, you know, at a certain point, you have to get back on the ship, and the ship does not wait for you. Like, if you're not back, they, they give you a specific time. And if you're not back at that time, Good luck. Yep. Then they'll like, tell they'll, you. Like, they'll even say it's like, well, they'll be like it's three a uh, three hundred dollar plane from uh, Ketchikan to Juno. If you want to catch that, yep, you can do that and meet us there. Other than that, yeah. Uh, see ya. See ya. We're not waiting for you. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're back on time. And so we, you know, you get back on, and then you can hang out, and then they take off for the next one. And that first night too, or this is not the first night, but this Ketchikan night. That's also when we made some other friends. And this is at this point, you start to recognize some people, and you start to figure out who's going where, and you get just kind of a feeling of you know where you're. Your favorite places, mm. you know, on the ship, which ours ended up being, you know, the Sunset Bar. And that's where we met uh, Roger and Kate, I think, was that night oh, yeah. as well. Um, so they were from Colorado. And they just bought a camper. Yeah, and, but like, they've been driving property. around. Yeah, yeah, they were, they, they were awesome. They were crazy. Roger I liked them. looks like a cross between Jesus and Big Lebowski, I would say. Yes. That's like, somewhere in the middle there. Yes. Complete with the Blue Bockers. Yep. And uh, I think he he lost that night. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did end up losing them. <laughs> yeah, um, they were they were great. So they ended up being friends for like the whole ship, the, the whole cruise. Because he'd walk by and be like, "Hey, you know, there they are. Let's go get a drink." So ro- met Roger and Kate that light, night and started talking to some other people. Met Augie, the uh, other oh the, the bartender yeah, from Montenegro. Augie from Montenegro, who was one of the bartenders back there. We ended up becoming friends with him. Um, Bailey from Jamaica. Uh, Bailey was was awesome too. So you just you know because you're you're living in a city, you're basically living in a big apartment complex, maybe like a giant apartment complex. But nonetheless, we're all in this together. Yeah, because you kind of see people, and over the course of the days, like you don't like maybe you've never met them, but you recognize each other's faces. Yeah, just like, like a, hey, hey, how you doing? Or hey, we were drunk and talked last night. Don't remember what we said, but oh how's it going, God, bud? I know there are yeah. so many people. Like, um, our group of friends was very popular on the ship. People would, like, walk by us and be like, hey, guys, fun time last night. And we're all like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that was real fun. Cool. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think I was up past 10 any night, because, or maybe 11, just because it, you just you get tired. Um, so, so we did that. The next day was going to, and this is part of the cruise ship, it goes up a uh, fjord. And you go to see a glacier, and this happens at six a.m. So, how would, what would you say a fjord is? A fjord, technically, mm. um, it's got to come. Actually, I've read about this. It's got to be sea. It's got to be seawater. Can't be. Can't be like a river. Can't be freshwater. Okay, it's got to be salt water. It's got to come basically straight up out of the ground. There can't really be a beach. It's just the mountains come straight up out of the ocean. Okay, that's that's one of the requirements. I was reading about actually the specific requirements of what makes a fjord. And I, those two I remember blanking on some of the other ones, but basically it's that like makes a channel. Sense. Yeah, it's a channel. Yeah, okay, but the yeah. mountains have to come straight up out of the gotcha. out of the out of the sea, and it can't be like I say, it can't be freshwater. So there's a fjord there, and the ship it's it goes back up it, and as you're going through this, you know it's six a.m. and they kind of sound oh, it's a, so early when my alarm is going alarm. off. I'm just like, oh god, you're like, okay, this is the time you got you got to. I know because this. this is the only time you get to see it, so yeah. it's like get your ass out of bed so you can go look at the pretty glacier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so you're going through this. You know, up this fjord for several miles, and you start to see icebergs that are that are floating there, and it's 
it's pretty surreal. Like you're going past icebergs. And the water seems really thick because it's so cold. So it's like moving really slowly and it just has chunks of water. Well, I, I think that's more because of the glacier runoff in the silt. I think it's. No, I, that's why I said it seems thick, thick. I said it wasn't thick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says it's, yeah. It, it's like even the video that I took of it, like it just seems um, more like syrupy than it does. Like looks like regular water. Yeah, because there's, the, there's a lot of silt in there. Yeah, so that, I think that's the, the color of the water changes too so so you're you're going up there and then there's um sea lions you know you'll see sea lions hanging out on icebergs and it's it's just really really cool and so you get up there and then it turns around and does a spin at the um at the glacier so you can which spin around trippy and because i'm it. like which way are we supposed to be going so they yeah you, you twist around and there's the glacier there um there are all the icebergs saw some sea lions yes uh on one of the mm-hmm. one of the icebergs and also i was looking through binoculars and one of the and where the sea lions were, there was just like blood smears. <laughs> Is that just fish blood? Pro- yeah, the, yeah, probably. It was so gross. I'm like, oh, look at the sea lions. Oh, gross. There's blood <laughs> on that. Okay. This is less magical. <laughs> yep. Nature. nature. Nature at its finest. And, uh, and yeah, so, so you go check that out. It was, it was really cool. And it does this you know, slow turn as you look at it. You can't go too close to it. You know, because they pieces don't do, of it will start falling off. And well, and it will break off underneath, and they said it like shoots up like a missile out of the water. Yeah. And so so they, you don't want a Titanic situation going on. I know. As much on. as I love Titanic, I don't want to be in a reenactment. No, you don't want to be in a Titanic no. situation. No. So it spins around, and you know, you're, I don't know, a mile or so away, and uh, but plenty close enough to see it. So it was very cool to see the glacier, and then you go back in, and then you end up heading into Juno. And Juno, I've never been to Juno. Um, I've never been to actually – any of these towns other than Victoria, the last one that we went to mm. before. Um, Juno, I ended up liking quite a bit, but this is where my brother and I decided to do a helicopter ride. And we did a helicopter ride to a glacier. I've never been in a helicopter before. So it's pretty fun, isn't it? It is pretty goddamn awesome. I've got to I gotta say. Like I was kind of nervous getting into it. I'm like and then you start replaying in your mind, you know, every every kind of helicopter possible disaster that you can see. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Also, I played my video game Far Cry Five, and there's a lot of helicopters that crash in that. So that's why this kind of came out. I was like, I could probably fly a helicopter, but I didn't want to do it. So anyway, why? Okay, you're talking too fast. Put the juice away. Um. Oh yeah, I did have some juice. Uh. So because I was admitting that I played a video game with helicopters in it, sir. So Greg, you play all the video games. No, of course no I don't play all the video games. With Far Cry Five, and I play with a helicopter in it. So I thought it was pretty cool when getting in the helicopter. So. You, you get in this, and they, they take you out um, oh, kind of over Juno, and you land on a glacier is what we ended up doing. And you had, like, glacier shoes, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they give you special glacier shoes that, like, clip over your boots. I want these things, too. They're, like, fancy, you know, like the crampons that, that you can put onto the bottom of your mm-hmm. regular shoes to grip in ice. Um, these things are just, like, full encasing boots that you just slide up over your other shoes. They're awesome. Oh, that's cool. Like, I want a pair of those. And so... You put those on, and they fly you in, and you land on um, the Mendenhall Glacier. And uh, and it's kind of crazy because they just plop you down in the middle of this thing, and then you get out, and then they just, boop, they take off. So you're like, okay, I'm out here on a glacier now. Wait, so they just leave? They leave. They take off. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. No, they, they land. They don't even turn off the helicopter. You land, you get out, and then they're gone. And did they come back? What? How? Like how long later? Um, it was like a half hour later that they came back. Weird. But it is kind of a weird feeling when you're just like, "Well, there they go. If they don't come back, it's really cold here. <laughs> I don't know where I where I'm going." And uh, but they do have guides there, and so the guides there, and they kind of walk you around and tell you about the history of it. You drink glacier water, 
like you actually dip your hand in some of the melting water and drink it. Oh boy! Which I did. I felt kind of weird about that, but I I did it anyway. So it's pretty cool though. They they talk to you about it. I got. I mean, it's it's surreal. Like I don't even know how to describe that. So so they so so you're standing on there, and then they come back and they get you, and um. You know, and then they take you on back in. And cool. then at that point, then we went into Juno. And you met up with the rest of us. Met they were the on their fancy yeah, on their fancy helicopter tour. Right. And then we went in and met up in Juno. And Juno is, I mean, it's another, like, real small town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the capital of Alaska, which is kind of weird that it's on, you know, an island, essentially. And yeah. you can't access it at all except for via Also, the or- thing that it, I forgot about, the the um, the... The thing that is uh, common in all three of the places we went to, all the jewelry stores. Oh, yeah. That is true. Jewelry seems to be a big and thing. And in Juno, it was on. like, they were everywhere. Well, and I guess in, in Ketchikan, too. Yeah. But I mean, like, you get off the cruise ship, and I guess because it's for a bunch of, like, rich old ladies, uh-huh. it is jewelry everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, everywhere you go, there's just, like, all different kinds of jewelry stores. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, I, I guess maybe that's what people do. Like, they figure... I don't know why you would. Like, my idea of, of being on that is not to get off and go buy jewelry. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy some diamonds right now. Mm. like that. But apparently it's enough to where there's so many shops of it. Oh, yeah. They were, they were packed. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of weird. That's a whole experience that I'm not going to participate in. But we instead, since we had talked to some of the bartenders, which, again, I think it's really key if you're going to go on a cruise, talk to the crew. Yeah, and find become out. friends. And we're like, the, yeah, they became our friends. Yeah, and, we'll, and we're like... Uh, Augie, the guy from Montenegro, were like, where do you go when you go to Juno? And he gave us two different places. We're like, cool, we'll go check those out. Mm-hmm. Because there's the really big popular one in Juno called the Red Dog Saloon. But it's so popular, it's over. It just we didn't even go fun. in there. It was just, it looked like a I mean, a it's a line outside the door yeah. because they do all the, all the kitschy stuff. And, you know, if it hadn't been crowded, I absolutely would have gone in. But I did not want to. We didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know, you have a limited so amount other, of time. And there are so many other places that you can go. Like, you don't have to go yeah. to the one famous place all the time. Right. And so so we went to this place called the Alaskan Hotel. And it was – it's set up kind of like an old-timey saloon complete with, you know, a balcony and everything's – I mean, it, it looks like an old-time Alaska saloon. It's beautiful. It's Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we sat down there, and we're getting a drink. And it was funny because my brother was there, and uh, – and the bartender, like, walked up to him, and she's like, hey, um, and she's, you know, where are you guys from? And, you know, most of us are from Portland. Jeff's, like, San Diego, because that's where he lives. And she's like, cool. Did you live in Carlsbad? And he's like, yeah. She's like, did you go to a Mexican restaurant named whatever it was? He's like, yeah. He's like, and she's like, do you know Jacob? He's like, yes. It's like, oh, yeah, I know you. I used to serve you tequila. She was the- a bartender <laughs> in Carlsbad. <laughs> That knew Greg's brother. We're in Juneau, Alaska, at some random bar that we just randomly picked out, and the bartender recognized Jeff. Knew Jeff. It's like such a small world. It was so weird. And uh, and yeah, so they knew each other, and randomly from Carlsbad, California. Yeah, and I guess she was she wasn't even supposed to be working that day. Like she said, she only picked up like a couple hour shift to fill in for somebody. Yeah, which was just an even smaller town. Her boyfriend was a helicopter pilot for the same group that we went with. So so it was it was just kind of surreal. One of those things where it's like, okay, well I guess we're meant to be here right now. Yeah. And uh, and hung out there, ended up checking out a couple of the other places there, which is this place called the Imperial. Yeah, which yeah, is the oldest Imperial. one of the oldest bars in Alaska and the oldest mm-hmm. bar in Juneau. Yeah. And the streets are it's a really They're old, kinda windy. Windy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. Since we talked to the locals to get recommendations, we talked to the bartender and we're like, where should we go eat? And she ended up recommending this Russian dumpling place 
that's kind of off the beaten path in this weird little room. I still There's... have the piece of paper. I'm such a hoarder. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. Are you hoarding the paper from... No, what but I that? have all of my flyers and things, and then I have my notes that I took. Oh, well, that's good. Is that and her? then I have my card, my business card from Paula for the Arctic Bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I have all my treasures. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so we treasures. went to Pelmini's. Pelmini's. Russian Dumplings, yep. And this is this Russian dumpling place. It's off the path. It's not clearly not a tourist place, which is which is cool because that's what we want to do. And we ordered the dumplings from the angriest guy I think I've ever ordered. Yeah, from, he was so ever. angry, but I don't care. The dumplings were just amazing. I think Jeff compared him to like the soup Nazi yeah, guy. Yeah, he was a soup like, Nazi, but he was the dumpling Nazi. He's a dumpling Nazi. <laughs> and man, this guy was just pissed. Uh, but he was pissed. His dumplings were amazing. The dumplings were they so were really amazing. good. So did that, and then you know wandered through some more of Juno, um, which is it's it's the downtown is just like so small, but it's really really cool. Like yeah. no buildings really over like three stories. Um, I don't know whether that's because of previous earthquakes or or why, but yeah, it's yeah. usually about three three stories is probably about the max, and uh, and yeah, so we wandered through there, and like we said, went to the Imperial Bar, met uh, Rachel there, right. Was that, was that the hot bartender that you guys were all drooling yes. over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why yeah. do you think Greg got a T-shirt from that bar? I, it worked. I bought a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so so went there and, uh, and, yeah, hung out there. And then, you know, you get back onto the boat and then. And the next day we arrived in my favorite town. Yes, which was Skagway, Alaska. So this is the, the third stop. Um, and the final five, Alaska stop. Final Alaska yeah. stop. And Skagway, Alaska. And Skagway actually is on the mainland. You can drive to Skagway. Uh, technically, but it's right at kind of the bend where the arm, where the the um, panhandle of Alaska meets mainland Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's it was a big big port for the gold rush for the Yukon Gold Rush, and also during World War II when they like were building the Alcan. A brief look at Skagway's history, Greg. Uh, are you going to read it for us? Skagway, one of America's great historical shrines, played a key role in the dramatic Klondike Gold Rush. From 1897 to 1898, for several hectic months, months uncounted thousands poured through these streets on their way, on their way north. They were headed for Dawson City, more than 500 miles inland. Conditions were so rigorous that fewer than half of those who arrived in Skagway reached the gold. Ooh. Yes. For the first year of its existence, Skagway was a rough-and-tumble frontier port. It boasted more than 80 saloons. Gunplay was common. The town was controlled by a gang of organized criminals. Greg loved this shit. Yeah, I did. Civilization arrived when White Pass and, U- and Yukon Route began constructing its railroad in May of 1898. Um, and it advanced when the criminal element was purged two months later. So it's, uh, since 1898, it served as a port and railroad town. So for like two for like one year it was like a crazy gold rush town with all right. the brothels and yeah with with that's the other thing full of prostitutes because um, so I, many toots I think they estimated I saw one thing that back in the day there were like three three hundred working in town oh the, yeah the working ladies yeah yeah three hundred working working gals um, and it's it's crazy when you pull into Skagway when you pull in you know when you're in your cruise ship I'm just driving it in now so you get in there and then you hop off and there's painted rocks. Along the sides, this of was the, the docks. coolest thing. I was we'll obsessed with looking this. at this. Yeah, and the painted rocks. So I guess technically you, you get a permit, and the cruise ships will paint their own. Like you know, this ship was here this time. Like, like not stenciled. They will no. hand paint like words and pictures onto these rocks, and yeah. like in the rocky places that aren't covered by trees on these mountains, right? Or like greenery. It's. It's beautiful and so bizarre looking. It's really strange, yeah. It's like little like hand-painted billboards in the spaces on the mountains that aren't filled uh-huh. by trees. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird. Like there's a giant skull that's painted on there. And, yeah, and all these different cruise ships and um, like all these different names from ships from different countries that are docked there. And, yeah. yeah, captains and Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So they must pay I'm, I'm sure it's very expensive to do it, you know, yeah. get your name put up on there. But it was it was pretty cool. So did that and then we um you know walked on into town and and Skagway I will say this, it's definitely the most touristy of places that we went. I mean, they really play it up. There's, I think it's their main source of uh, their economy now. Is I like love the cruise ships. And, oh, it was, it was great. But, it, I mean, it's still like a wood boardwalk, you know, wood slats that you walk down everywhere. Um, everything's kind of set up around the Klondike aspect of it. And then... Like the gold rush, yeah. Yeah, the gold rush and all of that. And then, of course, the tale of Soapy Smith. Soapy Smith was their gangster that was the organized crime guy in there. Oh, Sarah, Sarah still has the... <laughs> Sarah has a flyer, The Life and Times of Soapy Smith. I sure do. I will say this. Soapy... I found it pretty interesting. Yeah, Greg was obsessed with Soapy Smith. In 1860, Jefferson Randolph Soapy Smith was born in Georgia to a family of wealth and education. He ventured west to seek his fortune after his family met with financial ruin at the close of the American Civil War. He learned and mastered his trade as a soap-peddling con man during the silver and gold rushes of Colorado. And after being run out of Denver and Creed, he drifted into Skagway. Yeah, okay, that's that's fascinating. Did you know that skull painted on the side um, of the mountains? They're called the ship's signature wall. It's supposed to be Soapy Smith's skull. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, um... Oh, I'm seeing a picture of that right now. I think it's more faded than that picture is. I think right they now. repainted it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, Soapy Smith was a is a big deal in Skagway because there's a there's a museum to him and all kinds of stuff. And we went to the local museum, you know, and toured that and uh and walked around and then like I said, prostitution is a big part of the tourism. Not oh, yeah. not now, not current prostitutes. I don't know about that. I mean, you can't say for sure the current prostitutes. I can't say for current. I can't. Well, I can't say for sure. You're right. Yeah. But they there's a place called the Red Onion Saloon, and it's the former brothel. And the whole theme of it is about the brothel. So you walk in, and all the all the women who are working there are in like bodices, bodices, their boobs like squished up, and like big like fluffy skirts, and Uh you know, and everything is a sexual innuendo. Everything they say. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they killed it there. That was, oh, it yeah. was they really funny. Oh, yeah. They do it up. Yeah. And what, it's $10 to go on a tour of the brothel, the it's old brothel, the which, which is up. Yeah, the quickie. Yeah. So it's like, it's upstairs. a 20 minute tour. And um, yeah, and you can just tour the old brothel, which is kind of, which, a lot of it is intact still. Yeah. Which is, pretty which is the upstairs cool. part of this, of this restaurant bar. And, uh, and the woman who leads the tour is, you know, done all up. And she was, she was really good at it. Like ev- she was awesome. How many times she worked in sexual puns? Like it was, it was pretty impressive. It it was pretty amazing. Yeah, everything was about. So it was cool. Any, anything, everything from the brothel tour. So it's like a, uh, the quickie tour. Uh-huh. So they give you um, a garter. To, so that you can put on your arms, so that way everyone knows that you're on the tour. Oh my God, Rick has just wrote in the live chat: "Is Skagway Westworld? It is kind of like Westworld. Holy like, shit! Like it's on the way to it. It is Westworld. I mean, I didn't get to like, you like know, shoot anybody, get in a gunfight, but oh, I didn't even put that. It together. is a lot like Westworld. Oh my God. Yeah. I wonder if Skagway was like an inspiration for Westworld at all. Uh, I don't know. I can see that or Tombstone too. Yeah. Like it's all. Actually, huh. that's a lot what it's like. Tombstone, Arizona, it has the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, welcome to the Old West. 
What was cool with this one was uh, they like when she first starts the tour. There's uh, she's standing next to this red lamp, and it's the original red light that they had outside of the yeah. brothel to show when the girls were. Oh my god, I forgot about the coolest thing about the brothel. So anyway, so they go, they so you, they bring you upstairs. She has all the you know her sexual puns, talking about all the different uh-huh. things that they found in the walls and like how the you know how the girls like did their hair, all the wallpaper and everything. And then she showcases this row of dolls. Which yeah. I thought was the most fascinating thing. So when you walk into this room, you know, she ushers you all in. And she's showing us all these dolls. We're like, why are these creepy dolls here? So she's, she tells us about how each of the dolls, when it was a brothel, represented one of the women that was upstairs that could be purchased for her time. Right. So these sat behind the bar. So there are these creepy dolls that sat behind the bar. And so what the men would do is when they would come into the bar, they would pick out the doll of the girl that they wanted. And the doll would match the eye color, the the hair hair color, color. and the dress that... Yes. And that's all you got. And so what they would do, so the bartender would lay the doll on its back. The guy would go upstairs, find... And that signifies it. That signifies that she's busy. Yeah. Um, Lay the doll on its back. The guy would go upstairs... Hang out with the woman for however long it took. Then as he left, the bartender would recognize the man who was with the person who was identified with the doll. And they'd prop the doll back up to show that the girl was ready to go again. Uh-huh. Well, they was, had a deposit because they would drop the money into a deposit. Yeah. So he'd hear the deposit go down, see the guy come back, and it's like, okay, prop her back up. All she's, right, she's ready she's to go. She's back open for business again. It was just crazy. And I guess a lot of women had to resort to that because they could make, like, 20 times the amount of money that they could doing any other job. Yeah. Just in one day's work. So that's why so many women like resorted to prostitution, which well, yeah. was educational and it was hilarious. It was a great tour. Yeah. Oh, it was a really yeah. great tour. Yeah. I mean, well, you figure you have thousands of men that are up there, you know, mining for gold or whatever. I mean, that's, it's a tough time back then. Tough time. So the, the tour, though, was great. I oh, highly was, recommend that. It was so wonderful. Yeah. It was the best $10 I spent. It was Absolutely. Great. Yeah. So we went from there to, we kind of wandered outside of the, the main tourist area, and we saw a bar. We were like, you know, well, let's go get a beer after this. And we saw one that we had to go into. It was a place called Happy Endings, and it was like just outside of like the main area. And but that I mean, it's like a couple blocks off the main road, which I think is Main Street or something like that. Anyway, you, you walk a couple blocks off, and we found this place, and it's clearly like looks like a local's place. This isn't a tourist one. We wanted to we wanted to go check it out because it's not only said Happy Endings, but it also had a giant banner advertising cornhole outside of it, and it says Cornhole sa- uh, changes lives. Come <laughs> yeah. in and play, and it was just the most grandiose cornhole sign I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, the place was called Happy Endings, and it's it shares. I think it's owned by the same people. A hotel called Morningwood Hotel. So the Morningwood Hotel was right next to Happy Endings and Happy Endings Bar. Like the whole town is just a pun. Yeah, Skagway is just a pun. Everything. Yeah. Yes. And so, so we went. And we're like, well, we have to go in here. I mean, obviously. Have, I mean, cornhole, and it's called Happy Endings. Like, why would we not go? We got to go in. And so you go in. We ordered a drink, and then we went out back. And the backyard of this place, the the back patio, I guess. Is I walked out. And I'm just like kind of in awe, and there's two cornhole, um, two sets of cornhole boards, and then there's actual risers that are set up to watch the cornhole. And I'm sitting there staring at this, like, whoa! It and was this, amazing. And this guy looks at me. He's like, "What's going? What? What are you? What are you looking at?" And he was kind of standing down there, and I was like, "Oh no! I'm like, this is just amazing that there's risers." He's like, "Oh my god, it is, isn't it? Like, I love this place. I come here all the time." And so we, we kind of went outside and we sat down and we started talking to him, uh, this guy that was out there, and we found out 
His name was John, and he was a singer on one of the other cruise ships. He that was, was a cruise port. ship entertainer. Cruise ship entertainer. Yeah. And he was on his time off, and he was hanging out out there. And so we started talking to him, and we actually had a great time, like, just t- talking to him and hanging out and finding out, you know, what he does and how he, he sings in different groups on the cru- on the, uh, the other cruise ship that was in, in town, not ours. And, uh, and then his other buddy was there, too, Liam. Who is also like an entertainer, but he was more so he was a more folk like um like he did more specific things, yeah, so he was I kid you not a Michael Bublé singer right, he did Michael Bublé shows and Elton John at Elton John's shows because yes. the entertainment and we're going to talk about the entertainment too on cruise ships right after this is, is it, it is pretty fascinating, some of it's really good, some of it's super cheesy. Uh, but that's what these two guys did. Like they're singers on the on the cruise ships, and so they that's their life. Which it was fascinating to like talk about all the places that they've been. Yeah, they've flown all over the world, mm-hmm. and they they'll do the same line, you know, over and over uh, for weeks at a time. And it's like, okay, now this season we go here, we go to Hawaii, or we go to Asia, or we go mm-hmm. wherever. And we had the best time hanging out with those guys. It like, was so awesome. It was so much fun. Like, it was really cool because we authentically all were, like, really enjoying playing with each other and then, um, like, chatting with each other and then playing cornhole. Yeah. And the cornhole got a little competitive. And so John was, I guess he's like, this is our favorite bar that we go to every time we're in Skagway, you know, which is like once a week they're there Mm -hmm. because of the the way the cruise Like, he had just had his birthday party there the week before. Yeah. 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 So once a week they're in these little towns, which just sounds like a fascinating life to me. Oh. Doing that. I'm so interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. you're You're in, you know, you He's back in Skagway again, and they go to this place, or they go. He knows all the restaurants in town because you know they, it's their time off. They get to go eat, and um, but he plays cornhole there, and you know, and he we're pretty good at cornhole, yeah. And so I would say in the doubles matchup, handily beat uh, Liam was not good at cornhole, uh, but in <laughs> he's the, a crooner, but he can't play cornhole. In the uh, singles matchups, you know, John kept challenging all of us, and God damn it, I hate losing at cornhole, and I. Jeff lost to him. Sarah lost to him. I almost beat him. And then I lost to him. And he was great, too. But he was getting so mad when he was uh, starting to lose, which fuels me. And, but, I, but I couldn't close it out. And so we're getting ready to go. And Sarah's like, I want one more challenge. <laughs> and he's like, fine. And he's a little cocky then. I'm like, oh. He's a little cocky. Yeah. And so we, still had, like, we had to leave for the ship in like 15 minutes, so we were cutting it pretty close. So we're like, all right. But we were having so much fun hanging out with them. We're like, well, yeah. we just want to hang out as long as we can, then we'll take the shuttle back to the ship. Right. So challenged him to one last one, and he was like, sure. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> and for the first time since he's been going to Skagway, two happy endings. The entire time he's been playing cornhole there. He lost to me. I beat him. And it was glorious. There was pretty... Pretty happy about it. Uh, yeah, I know. It I couldn't do it. Pretty awesome. You did. You did a great job. He was. He was surprised when I can. When I get in the zone, I can get pretty good. Uh-huh. And I was in it, and um, I was like, all right. Well, I. If he said that he's never lost, like that, that will not do. He needs to remember <laughs> us, Portland, Oregon folks. And I'm like, we're. I'm gonna do it one more time. Yeah. And then it was like right after that we had to leave. I'm like, all right, good game. <laughs> See you later. But now we're like we're friends on Facebook, and he's going to come back through Portland. So when he comes to town, we should definitely have him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. That we'll would have, be yeah, fascinating. We'll have John in on the show. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super cool dude. And it was it was just fun, you know, learning about that stuff. And that just comes from talking to random people. Like, hey, what's your story? Yeah, you know. And and it was 
It was really cool. So we did that um, and then got back on the ship. And I do want to talk about some of the entertainment stuff. Yeah. Because it, they do have like a giant, there's a giant theater that's on there, like a two. Yeah, two, three story. Yeah. Yeah. Theater where they have bigger shows at night. And you never know what they are until the day of when you get your little today planner and it'll say who's the, who the performer is. Mm. There was one night, it was a comedian. We didn't recognize the name and I, I didn't end up catching that show. I don't remember what the name, like it was Randy something or other? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't remember. Know. But yeah. I mean, you know, big enough that he's performing on a cruise ship. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I didn't know who he was. And, uh, and then there's, there's other things where it's like group performances. There was one that you really liked. Was it Euphoria <gasps> or something? Or I can't remember. It was a dance troupe and it yeah. was, I loved it. It was uh, just all these. Uh, um, it was me and a couple of friends. Like the the nibblers were off doing whatever because they're like not interested. I sat and I was just fascinated by this thing for like a half hour. It was a dance troupe where they would just do all these songs and dances to like uh, like current pop hits. Yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. I was so I I just could not stop watching it. It was awesome. The other one, Euphoria, was I think more of like a um, Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. That was a uh-huh. different night, and they had this giant dragon that this guy like clearly someone was inside of it walking it around and then this other guy um, was like moving the head around and it was dancing it was so crazy looking and there were acrobatics and people swinging from the rafters it was very cool yeah yeah and then there was I know you enjoyed it I I loved it yeah and then there yeah then there was another like comedian performer guy who did like play piano and then write songs about people in the audience and he'd sing and dance and and I can't remember his name but he I saw he was on like America's Got Talent or I don't know on a bunch of shows Okay. Or something before, but he was, I mean, it was, he was fine. good. Yeah. Most of that stuff wasn't really kind of my, my bag. Uh, but then they'll have, during the day, they'll also have like, um, like you know, things. That, well, yeah. Or like, we're, we're going to talk about Eagles today and yeah. they'll tell you about Eagles. Oh, they have like bingo that you can play. Yeah. Um, and we, oh, and it's being noted in the chat asking about pictures. We'll post a bunch of pictures of these, of the cornhole stadium, the stadium and uh, everything else that we were talking about here. So we'll, we'll have those up. That cornhole place was. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Keelan, you would have loved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So so if anyone goes to Skagway, go to Happy Endings. Go to Happy Endings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's our recommendation. Go to, yep. do, do, the, do the prostitute tour and then go to Happy Endings. There you go. What, what do we keep calling it? The um, Hooker Museum. Oh, yeah, the Hooker, <laughs> the hooker Museum. <laughs> like we get this, go like, to the Hooker we're Museum. We're going to go to the Hooker Museum. Okay. <laughs> so, All right, we've been t- going for a while now. I know, we have. Yeah. I know. We, we still have a couple more things, and then I know we'll need to wrap up, but... Um, or maybe we'll talk more about it too this week because yeah. there's just so much to get into. But yeah, so so we did the Hooker Museum, then we got in and um and or yeah, went went to your happy endings and got back onto the ship. Saw some sea otters. Saw some sea otters. Yeah, so cool. sea otters were playing around. Sea otters were playing. They're just like little river puppies. They were so cute. And then the seal was oh, a seal was a bully. Dick. Yeah, the yeah. seal was a bully. So you're watching the sea otters play around. And then the seal would show up and they'd all scatter. And then the and seal would do nothing. You'd just sit there being fat and annoying. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Go away, stupid seal. I'm like, I want to see the otters again. And they yeah. would go into their little otter holes. And then that big fat thing was just sitting there. I'm like, ugh. Seal, <laughs> not like you. Yeah, the seal was kind of a prick. Yeah. So, so you do that, and then, um, well, what do you want to do, Sarah? Do you want to keep going, or do you want to save some for tomorrow? I know we have guests the rest of the week. Oh, we do tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Let's just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Keep going for a little bit long. Yep. And oh, because we're getting close to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So, so anyway, that was Skagway. That was our last stop in Alaska, and then we got back on. I did want to talk about some of the food stuff, the the food side of things. So. Day six, you know, this is day six. We're back at sea again because we're we're traveling back to Victoria, which is actually quite a ways from Skagway. It's a long ways, and 
um, so so you have all this time at sea. But by this point, you've been on a ship for six days. Yeah. People start to get a little bit, a little bit chippy? less polite, a lot more chippy. Yeah. And especially noticed, and keep in mind, there's some older people on this cruise, especially when you're going to get food. Now, oh. at the beginning of the show, we were talking about that, welcome welcome back, nice to see you. Hello. Oh, hello, ma'am. Nice to see you. Oh, hello, welcome ma'am. Back. Nice Good to morning. see you. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? Welcome Have a back. nice day. Have a nice day. Hello. Welcome back. And we're saying that because part of the what the crew is responsible for is to always be in a good mood and always welcoming because we talked to some of them and they're like, that's what the emphasis is on this cruise line is like, make sure you are smiling and happy every time. Mm-hmm. And and they do a great job of it. They really did. But there was one in the buffet. So it's this giant room with usually any kind of food you can think of. It's very overwhelming. It's a lot. It is a lot. And it's a it's. But a you'll lot. have a thousand people, like sometimes literally a thousand people oh, yeah. in this buffet. And just in just all kinds of different From stations. different cultures and different like. Different types of food. But yeah. all the customers are, all the. Passengers are like that, too. And so they're running around everywhere. But then you have these members of the crew who their job is just to walk around and greet everyone. And so they're just they're, they're on repeat just saying the same thing over and over. Like, welcome back. Nice to see you. Have a nice day. Welcome back. Nice, nice to, to see, see you, you, ma'am. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Welcome back. Nice good morning. to see welcome you. Welcome back. Nice to see you. And, it just, and they're it, on autopilot because it's just like with no the smile. No pause. Like, no pause for like 15 minutes. And you can tell like they're not even making eye contact. They're just like, hello. Welcome back. Nice to see you. Hello. Oh, you look nice. Welcome back, ma'am. Nice to see you. Good morning like just <laughs> a, like a constant flow of dialogue it is it was hilarious just on the <laughs> it kept making feet. me laugh because yeah <laughs> welcome back nice to see you oh welcome back nice to see you good morning welcome back nice to see you good morning <laughs> so so that was part of it so you have those those guys walking around and uh those people walking around and which is like i said they're all very nice so they're doing their job it was just funny but then some of the passengers then it starts to get a little testy. Mm. And Sarah, you got into an altercation I with did. somebody. Not, a, not so much an altercation, al- altercation, but this altercation. was a very rude woman. Yeah. yeah. So at one point uh, during the day, like, they don't have all the food out and there's only a limited supply of food. And I was really hungry and I just wanted to grab, like, a slice of pizza. They had, like, a pizza – like, basically they have a pizza station that's open all the time and they'll just make fresh pizza. So there are a lot of people, um, you know, they're waiting. It's like – so I was in line. I was behind – a person, they had just put out a new pan of pizza and it's like eight slices. So the person in front of me, and there were two people in front of me. So uh, the person, in, the first person took two slices. The second person took two slices. I'm like, all right, well, there's four left still. Um, so I'm getting ready to go and get my slices of pizza. And this older woman <laughs> fucking cuts in front of me with two plates. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she takes all four pieces of the only pizza that is out and puts them on her plate and like had, had already shoved me out of the way. And I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't even stop myself. <laughs> and I was so livid and so hungry. It was the rudest thing. Like, someone So what cut- did you do? Did you say anything more? I said, more? are you kidding me? And she's like, well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's so rude. What are you doing? And she's like, uh, and then just like walked away without even like, apo- like barely <laughs> apologize. I was so mad at her. I really wish I could have seen that one. God, I know. Yeah, she just had, you know, the, like, you know, short lady, like, hair and, like, some fleece that just, like, looked just, like, entitled and just this, like, pompous little white lady. I was really annoyed. I mean, who does that? There's four pieces left, and you can clearly see that I'm waiting, and you take all of them. Pizza fight. It was a pizza fight. Well, I was very angry. And that's the thing. Like, people start to get pretty testy, you know. And, yeah. And, I mean, I got shoved a lot 
that that happened to me. Oh yeah, where just like people would walk right into you, um, which which and that's you know talking to more and more of the people on there too. I did get judged pretty harshly at one point by this guy. We my brother and I met him, only talked to him briefly, and he was this. I, he had he had the vibe of being like a rich uh, rancher kind okay. of vibe going, you know, with the cowboy hat and the boots and everything. And he walked up and he's talking to Jeff and he's he's looking at him and then he's like, and then he looks at me and he looks at my feet and I'm like, what are you? Okay, that was kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I just like to get a sense of people by looking at their shoes. What? And and it was clearly. Looking at me because, yeah, I was wearing my Converse shoes and they were a little dirty because I wore them into town the day before. Yeah, so what? You know, I'm on a, I'm on a cruise. What do I care? And uh, he was just like, yeah, I could get a sense of people from the shoes. That's a weird thing And, to like, say. just looks up at me and then just kind of gives us, like, sneer and walks away. I'm like, well, all right. Fuck you. So clearly he didn't like the he sense didn't of like what me. he got. He yeah. did not like me. He did not like the sense of what he got from me. Oh, wow. I did not come across. I should have really worked on my tycoon vibe at that point. And I should have launched into saying something. Yeah, if you're going to be any kind of tycoon, you probably shouldn't wear dirty, beat-up Converse I don't shoes. care. I'm on a, I'm on a, I was on a cruise. I yeah, just I really didn't care. No. Yeah, so. I just learned what outfits I liked, and I just kept wearing them over and over again. I'm yeah. like, sure. Yep. Works for me. Because you have a limited amount of stuff that you can bring. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it all worked. But anyway, so people start kind of getting a little a little testy at that point. Um, uh, but, they, you know, we spend the day there. And, uh, and again, we met, you know, some more of the crew and, and hung out with some of them. Um, and then the final day, you end up in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Victoria, British Columbia. Canada. Which uh, Victoria is a really amazing little town. It's beautiful. Like, I, I really like Victoria. Yeah. And, and we weren't uh, there for very long. We were only there for a few hours. Only for a few hours, but got other off. other places, you're there for about, like, seven, eight hours. We got yeah. off, but it was long enough for Sarah to <laughs> win a bingo contest. I sure did. Oh, God. And I mean that, a contest. So we, uh, <laughs> we, we... So we found this English pub, like, themed place, uh, restaurant, bar, in downtown Victoria. And so we're like, all right, well, we're going to go there. You know, this place is right near where we got dropped off. Let's go. It looks... It looks cute. Let's go get a beer there. So we all sit there, and turns out that it is bingo night at this pub. But they don't do regular bingo. They do what is called music bingo, where they give everybody a card and a dauber. And what they do is they play like 30 seconds of a song, and then if you have that song on your bingo card, if you recognize it. So instead of, uh, you instead know, of numbers. Like numbers. Yeah, it'll be the name of a song and then the name of the artist. And yeah. so everybody's got different ones on their cards. And yeah, and that's how it works. So he doesn't call a number. He plays 30 seconds of a song, and then if you have it, you dob it. It's really an interesting. And I do that we're totally stealing for our next yeah, bingo we have to do some I mean, no, I, I actually took one of the cards and we're totally going to use that. For the next fun employment radio bingo night. It looks like a lot of work to set that up. Though. I don't care. Like, we'll do it. It, it was fun. Okay. It was, it was pretty genius. It um, was pretty genius. But so what, they, what he did is like he would play some songs and then uh, after like a few of the songs, um, intermittently there would be some sort of contest that he'd have. So it would be like a trivia contest or, you know, like who could... Uh, I don't know, like, guess a song first or whatever. Right, yeah. You just like to have these. So as we were sitting there, you know, uh, you know, having a beer and, like, listening, and, uh, like, they, they, he was offering prizes and things. And at one point, he's like, all right, well, I need two contestants for this thing. And some guy raised his hand and went up. And there were a lot of people in the pub, probably, like, I don't know, like 70? Yeah, there was quite a few yeah, people, like, at 100, least. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, I'm only, getting, I'm only in Victoria for a couple hours. I don't, this is like a once, like a one chance opportunity, like might as well. So I'm just like, fuck it. All right. So I raised my hand <laughs> and volunteered for this contest, not knowing what it was. Um, 
so I end up walking to the front of the room, and so it's me and this other guy, and we shake hands. We go, hey. And so the <laughs> the KJ, or the whatever, the um, bingo guy, is like, all right, so what I want you to do is this is going to be what a What is the official term for a bingo, bingo caller? Bingo caller? Yeah, yeah, bingo caller, I guess. Yeah, so the bingo caller is like, all right, so here's this contest. We are going to see who can hold a note the longest. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I thought it was maybe going to be a trivia thing or something. <laughs> nope, it was singing in public. So he starts playing, of course, Journeys, Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> and it's the hiding somewhere in the night, you know, in the, that somewhere in the, the night. night. Yeah. But it's like the actual, you know, register that it's at. So it's like pretty high. All right, so he's playing that, and so he's like, hiding somewhere. And then he cuts the music, and me and this dude have to hold that note for as long as we can. And, of course, I'm not going to lose. As, yeah, as we've talked about. I'm not, no. Yeah, it's, Sarah did not want to lose. Don't, Greg. <laughs> don't. I did take video of it. Greg. I may have the actual audio. I hadn't thought about this that I could actually play God. this. But, I mean, if everybody's okay with it, I'm just going to take a quick second here while we're talking about this. Did you really get the audio? I thought you had a picture. No, I took a video of it. What is wrong with you? Because <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, I don't know if it, that's something anybody wants to hear. Sarah. Yeah, and it wasn't. Her. And it wasn't like such. It wasn't like a like who can sing it the best. It was just holding a note, and it was bad because I I was running out of air because I wanted. I was like, I'm not going to lose to this fucker. I'm not going to lose. Oh no! Oh, it doesn't work. That's too bad. Oh God! Are you ready? This song is under the beat for you guys playing at home. Get ready. Oh no! Get ready to hold the note. Are you kidding me? All right, you guys, take it away. Oh my god. Oh, did someone yell you're turning blue? I was. I was not ready to pass out, but I was not going to lose. That video may up, uh, end up on our Instagram account here at some point. So follow Fun Employment Radio on Also, Instagram. my favorite part about that video that you just showed was that my underwear shows in one of those parts. So that's awesome. It will definitely end up on our Instagram account. Uh, so all right, yes. Yeah, so I'm a, I am aware. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I was about ready to pass out, but I'm like, there's no way I'm losing. And I got myself a free Jameson out of it. You did <laughs> so get a free drink. It was all worth And Victoria's while. expensive, so that was like a it $12 drink, so it that's fine. Yeah, so it was it was great. <laughs> Went around Victoria. Um, you know, Had poutine. Had poutine. Did all that. Yep. Went to Big Bad John's, which is the, the bar you got to go to there where they have peanut shells on the floor. You know, you throw peanut yeah, shells on the ground. Yeah, that was pretty great. There's bras on the Drink wall. Drink a lot of that. Molson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, and then by that time, it's like, all right, it's time to head home. Yeah. At that point, you're kind of run down a little bit after a week of this. Yeah. So, yeah, went back. Um, and then the next day, end up back in Seattle. Yep. Back and in then, Seattle, uh, early morning. If I may give any kind of advice, may I say that try and book your train or bus or whatever you're taking from a cruise ship as close to when you get off of it as possible because you are tired and you feel like crap and you just want to be home at that point. Yeah. You're After ready you've to go. gone through getting all of your crap packed, leaving at 6 a.m., walking through all the lines and everything, you're just going to want to go home. Well, and so- you're inevitably, just like any, just like going to a convention or something like that, you're around people from all over the world. 
and um, you're that's the pure on a boat. Yeah, and and even with all the pure all in the world, you're still gonna get a little bit of something. And so I'm still it's not, I'm not feeling to everybody. a thousand percent right now. Yeah, I must say, and we're not complaining at all because this no, is it a was fantastic worth it. Drink. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Uh, yeah. But you're around. A, you're you're bumping into a lot of people. You know, it'll and touching happen. things that a lot of That's people have That's why you touched. find your places like when where we found our spot. Like, oh, we're not around anybody right now, but yeah. we're still in the boat. Until so later in the in the cruise, when like people started to discover that back bar, yeah. but it was ours for a good like yeah. four days. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. But overall, I mean, it was just a great time. And uh, and yeah, shout out to everybody that we met on the cruise. Yes. you know who may be listening to this podcast now. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hi, Augie, John, Liam, yeah. Kate, Roger, Bailey, Deshaun. Bailey. Yeah. Yeoman. The people from Nashville. Sorry, I forgot your names. Oh, yeah, you were nice. Yeah. My brother made friends with somebody, too, and then he would see them everywhere. They, For whatever reason, they loved Jeff, this couple. Oh, the Dutch couple? Yeah. Yeah. They loved Jeff, and he would he saw him the next day, and he just, like, walked right by him. The guy looked so defeated. I'm like, Jeff, dude, those are your buddies. He's like, oh, hi, how are you? It's like, how do I know them? I'm like... <laughs> Dude, you sat down with them for like an hour yesterday. Like, <laughs> you were talking their ear off. It was like, mm. whoops, guess they liked me. And uh, yes, they did. So- also, the one, the one thing that we did miss, though, was one of the nights we did one of the most douchey things ever, which was go to a silent disco. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you need to post that picture of that you had. So I had never heard of what a silent disco was. Yeah, so um, I had read about this, and um, it was in one of the brochures for one of the nights, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, the douchiest thing ever. And Greg's like, what is a silent disco? And I'm like, oh, it's where all these people, what happens is they all put on headphones. So you show up, and the DJ provides you headphones that, like, glow. However, the room is quiet. Yeah. And the DJ sets out headphones. Well, I don't know if all of them glow, but for this particular one, they okay, did. yeah, for this one they did. And and on those headphones, you have three different channels. Now the beat matches up on every one of them, so you can dance and have the same beat. Oh but there's God. an '80s channel, and there's like an R&B channel, and there was like a '70s and like a disco '70s channel. channel. Yeah, and or maybe but, not an R&B, but it's like a modern hit. Yeah. So one. basically, whatever. Uh, so like each channel was um, identified with a color. So like the like the seventies channel would be like blue, eighties red, yeah, whatever. whatever. So you could tell were. what other people were listening to. Yeah, but the, since the beat matches up, it wouldn't matter. You'd still be able to dance. But you walk in, and it's just a silent room of just stepping of idiots, and then people we were, occasionally we were talking really loudly. But the room is quiet. It's just because they have headphones on. It's so weird. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And so, uh, so we we went there for a little while, and I, I my brother and I took a picture uh, with those on. Um, it was strange. It was a strange experience. It I'll was one that. of the weirdest things ever because I was just like, "There's no way in hell I'd want to do that." And it's just like those damn scooters here in town, where it's just like, "Wow, that looks so douchey." But well, also, I mean, we're there, but it I mean, also I looks like, like well, a lot of fun, and I totally want to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that same balance. Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we did that. It was. It sounds horrible. It was not. It. I mean, it wasn't that. You know, packed. at the time, you're you're on a boat. You're like, who cares? and you're a couple drinks in, and you're like, whatever. There's a bar it's right there. You're yeah, like, it's something to do. There's a bar with free drinks because you've already paid for them. Like, yeah, let's try it. It's fine. Yeah. So it was. It was pretty interesting. Um, it was interesting. I wouldn't say it was like the greatest. No, thing. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. But it was. I would never do it again. But on a cruise ship. Absolutely. But when you're there, when in Rome, why not? We tried it out. So, so, uh, so yeah, so that was that. And then, uh, like I said, you know, back in, came back to Seattle, back home, 
And now back in action. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we've forgotten about, some stories that we'll be telling about this, you know, as we go on. I know this episode's really long. Yeah, sorry about to, that. We just wanted, we've been gone for a week and a half, so we just kind of wanted to share with you. Share. Our... So we, we've laid down the basic, the skeleton of uh, what we did. I will say that um, uh, after talking to my parents when I got back, they were talking about going on a cruise somewhere else next year. And now they think that they want to actually get the same Alaska cruise and go <laughs> next year. And they might bring me. Oh. oh, so I get to go back. Nice. Hopefully, maybe. We'll see. Well, I don't know. It was totally worth it. Or maybe we should time it out where a bunch of us can go at the same time. Yeah, we could. It was it was pretty fun. And I mean. Actually, surprisingly affordable for what you're getting. Absolutely. Like it's, it's not as much as you think. And if I can give you any advice for cruises, if you do drink, again, buy the drink package. Also, bring walkie-talkies. Yes, walkie-talkies. Walkie That's talkies. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Or don't, if you just want to get lost and not. Yeah. Do you don't want to answer to no one. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. And thank you for checking out you know, the best ofs that we put up. If there was an issue with one of them, I'll take a look at it, and we'll replace that episode out. But uh, I think overall, most of them seem to seem to go up pretty well. And, um, and yeah, th- thanks for tuning into this show. We really do appreciate it. And we thanks really for the new do. listeners who are now tuning in to Fun Employment Radio, who we met on the cruise, if you're checking Hello. out this one. Hi, everybody. Uh, Roger and Deb, or Roger and Kate. There's Roger and Kate, yeah. <laughs> Roger and Deb. Yeah, I know that's a d- different Roger and Deb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even put that together, that's funny. Yeah, sorry, we know a Roger and Deb. Yep. Um, no, Roger <laughs> and Kate, send us an email. And uh, and yeah, everybody else, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much for sharing this show. We'll put up a bunch of these pictures on our Instagram account, so you can take a look at those. Done. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we will put up an album of some... I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So we'll get that up and uh, showcasing all those, including Sarah's starring performance. We're really not going to have music, to do that. I don't think we bingo. have enough room on our Instagram account. I think we might be able to make some room on there <laughs> and put that in there. All right. Uh, mm. Tomorrow on the show, we've got guests lined up all this week. Yeah, so to- oh, tomorrow we're hanging out with Rick. Uh, we've got Rick Nickerson. Rick Nickerson. Sorry, Doug, we need to also get a hold of Rick Emerson at some point. Uh, we do I need, need to, to get write Rick to- Emerson. I had a dream about him last night. Well, let's- We were hanging out. Let's get uh, Rick Emerson back on, too. I'll but tomorrow, him right now. it is Rick Nickerson, our longtime buddy, and he's going to be coming on to talk about some, actually, some beers. He works for a specialty company. I'm going to let him all explain it all tomorrow, but yeah, uh, like, like imported, like, fancy beers that have been made for, like, hundreds of years. Like, all right, Greg, sir, let's get some good rest tonight because we have to get back in the set. I'll try a couple beers tomorrow with Rick. I guess we'll just have to. I mean, it's the burden that we bear. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, God, I missed this. I missed you all. Yeah. I'm, I love doing this. I love it, love it, love it. It's awesome. So thank you, everybody, for and tuning And love in. you all. And yeah, that'll be on tomorrow's episode. If you have any issues, anything, comments, questions, whatever, send those in. And, uh, or any cruise ship questions if you want us to answer anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll answer those, too. Yeah, because one makes me And we'll have a lot more stories, <laughs> I suspect, that are going to come out from this. But we'll be talking about those this week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, friends. Yay. We're back.